You're listening to a DM podcast. Hey, we are back in the football shed. My name's John Hewitt and Roger Gibbs is here. Hello. And Jeff King is here. Good day. And we are back in the shed for the first time in three years, two years? A long time. Long, long time. And we thought it was about time to do a random one-off football shed and do a bit of a re- review of the season and maybe a look forward to next season. Um, but before we do that, we have to find out what everyone's drinking. I've forgotten. We've done this for so long that I've forgotten what we do. Rog, what are you drinking? Uh, <laughs> tonight, John, uh, I have a uh, Mountain Culture Hill People Oat Cream. Uh, <laughs> Neeper. So it's good. What the fuck is it? Hill people. <laughs> what have they got to do with it? Well, I think they um they make help it? make it with that, and they weren't wearing any shoes. Who are, who are hill people? Uh, is it racist? Little people yeah. live in the hills. Hobbit, they're hobbits. Hobbits are hill people. Well, I think it might be from New Zealand actually. So, or maybe that is getting racist. <laughs> Not all New Zealand people are hobbits. Obviously, <laughs> all live in the hills. They all live in the hills. Um. Anyway, it's an so IPA. You haven't changed in the last two years, and you're still drinking wanker beers. Yeah, probably a bit fatter. <laughs> you can tell by his belly. Yeah, yeah. can't you? <laughs> um, Jeff, what did you bring? I, I'm on a I'm on a um, a, a Bacardi and pineapple juice. <laughs> Jeff, no, no, it's not even Bacardi, is it? It's in Malibu. Always oh, yeah, brings Malibu. that bit of summer. M- Malibu and, and pineapple juice. Yeah, it's it's like a um, it's it's like a pina colada, but without all the ingredients. <laughs> That's the way I like to look it's, at it. It's a deconstructed pina colada. Deconstructed pina colada. <laughs> in the middle of winter in Melbourne. It makes me feel like I'm on holiday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on, on, I'm on board, Jeff. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm drinking a selection of beer. I've got a stout and an alcohol-free beer and a lager. So not Al- a selection. A selection part. and not an Audi red wine. They're going to be disappointed, you know. Do you know, I've not drunk Audi red wine in two and a half years. Wow. Yeah, I've just stopped what drinking red wine. Lost your taste for it. Well, I don't really drink anymore. I haven't drank red wine since. So, Well, there you go. Wow. I know. How about, I, I mean, the Audi um, stock must have... The know, price has gone up a lot. Right. How much is it now, John? It's like eight ninety nine. So we're, get, we're, get, we're getting to the crux of the and issue now. it's always loads of it in the shop. So, because you're not buying Yeah. It. yeah. So, <laughs> I think they've just got a backlog. <laughs> Um, anyway, let's talk about football. So we thought we'd do a bit of a season review. And I guess the place we have to start is Man City because they won the treble, which is the first time since Man United in 1999. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Why are you booing them? Well, I just know Man United just automatically, especially oh. in that era, just like it's a, um, uh, a reaction that you don't even think about. You just boo, don't you? If anyone is interested in that era, it's probably worth watching season five, episode forty-three of Mastermind. Where <laughs> is that the actual episode? That's the actual oh, episode. I can't believe you remember that. <laughs> I was on Mastermind, and my specialist subject was Man United from nineteen ninety-two to nineteen ninety-nine. And how? What was your score, John? For those well, listening for, at home, for the specialist subjects, I got seventeen out of seventeen, <laughs> which is pretty good, we should say. It's very, do you know, I being retired, I watch too much Mastermind. No one else has got 17. I've seen a 16. There you go. So, but have you also seen anyone else get a lower score than you on the general knowledge component? I saw someone get a one, okay. and I definitely fist pumped at the time. I was like, yes. <laughs> so, what did you score on the general knowledge section, John? I got a Jonathan Creek and Coldplay were my answers. Oh, wow. <laughs> Although, 
you were getting very tired at this point, I yes. should say. So perhaps you, it was were, a long you, day. May, you may have been, yes. uh, you know, throwing. And if I did win, I'd have to have done the like end of week winners round that night. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I just want to go home. And want go to go bed. home and have a green tea. <laughs> yeah, green tea and sleep, please. <laughs> anyway, that was Man City traps. <laughs> no, they won the treble. Good on you, Man City. Yeah, so my question, Roger, was were you booing Manchester City or Manchester United? And I guess it's fine to boo both. Uh, yeah, a bit of both, but it's funny. It's just the the man anti Man United bias is so ingrained from so many years that it's probably as much as I um also dislike Man City now and their many, many millions, um, not at the same level as Man United still. Which really? seems seems a bit yeah, seems funny, doesn't but, it? Well I, I okay, I being a ex Man United fan, I guess that's what we call me now, um the Man City team, I don't like. There's a lot of the finances and where the money comes from. And there's a lot of stuff, and we'll go into that going on. But watching Grealish be brilliant, watching John Stones be the new Franz Beckenbauer, and coming from defence into midfield, the Burnley Beckenbauer. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what they're calling you, yes. the Burnley Beckenbauer? <laughs> um, or Barnsley? Is he Barnsley? Oh, Barnsley. Barnsley sorry, oh. yeah, Barnsley. Um, oh, and- Barnsley, Burnley. Oh, Barnsley. Geez, Barnsley, yeah. And um, Carl Walker, and there's a big English core to that team. Kevin Phillips, not Kevin Phillips. Kelvin. Kelvin Phillips. Kelvin Phillips. But he didn't do much. Played. Yeah. Um, so watching them win it and do really well and play brilliantly, and Pep's obviously brilliant at what he does, was awesome. But there's a big asterisk all the time with Man City because there's they could be cheating. Well, they well they are cheating. I, I think they are. And we, we've just got... Right, right, Do you so, want to talk about cheating first or the football? You want to get straight to cheating? Well, right? I mean, everyone knows their football's amazing, right? We all watch football yeah. and their football is incredible. I don't yeah. think... Uh, just I'm going to draw a line under it. I don't think I've seen a better team at all. Yeah. Right, they're amazing. Yeah. They're, they're, and they're now the Carlin as well. I, I found but, it interesting this year with the football, though, before you talk about the money, that I think you both enjoyed Man City more this year than you have in any of the other Man City years because they did play the game differently because of Haaland. Haaland was great fun to watch. He added a different dimension and he's not like anything we've ever seen before. It's just, he is FIFA cheat mode. He's six foot five, good in the air, quick, skillful, finishes from anywhere. Makes the right run. Make the right run, smart. And that, is cool to watch. And then when you've got Grealish in there and John Stone's doing his weird thing, I'm just like, this is good to watch. Whereas for the last five years, it's been cut back to Sterling, tapping. Okay, they won 4-0. Like, it's boring. Whereas now it's exciting. Yeah, there's still cutbacks, but there's something else. Like yeah. the the um, the peak, peak Man City this season for me was the, I think it was the Arsenal game. So it was obviously... You know, it was a, a critical game in the season. And at that point, you know, Arsenal was still top and Man City were trying to overhaul them, I think. But um, they scored a long ball goal. Mm. But it was one of the yeah, best, the it, best yes. long ball goals I remember seeing for a long time. It was, yeah, Stones hoofed it. Haaland, like, just amazing hold-up play. And then fed it off to De Bruyne and then he Walloped. buried it. Yeah. What a finish. Yeah, you're like, out swinging. Yeah, 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 Man City, would. The, no other Man City team under Pep would have scored that goal. Yeah, I mean, look, the football was amazing. And it's you're right, this is the time I've enjoyed Man City's football more than anything else. But Lance Armstrong was a pretty good cyclist, right? But he was a fucking cheer. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. And, and look, and I'm firstly, a few caveats to this. I'm acutely aware 
that the team that you know I love has also been accused of financial fair play irregularities. Yes. I get that, and I'm uncomfortable with that. And if the same thing can be said about my team, then so be it, right? That just is what it is. Yeah. But Man City have had years worth of financial doping. And you know that the depth of their squad is the reason. Or I'm not saying you know. I'm, I'm yeah. questioning you, right? If Arsenal had the depth that Man City had, if they were able to deal with the injuries that they had in the last few months of the season and bring on players that were exactly the same quality, would they have gone off the boil the way they did? No way would they have. Man City can can replace a first team with a first team. You don't just that just doesn't happen. It's not that they spent all that this year. That is a extensive period of financial doping to get it getting around the rules to pay wages to buy players and and what we've got at the end is beautiful football but why shouldn't it be it's it's just been relentless so i do think that the, the asterisk is really important and probably not discussed enough is there a date because they've got these they've done the review and it's from 2009 to 2018 isn't it the stuff that they're investigating um have they said when they're going to come out and mm. go so it's all just up in the air and we don't it's know. It's up in the air, but they're using the same... Um, I mean, everyone who listens to this will know, will know loads about it, right? So I'm not, I'm not going to bore you yeah. with any, any of the facts details, but the the source of the intel that's driven the investigation is exactly the same source as the one from UEFA, right? So And UEFA had concluded that they broke the rules. Yeah. Man City got off on a technicality, which is it happened too long ago, and over five years for UEFA we all know means the statute of limitations they, they can't be done and for it came it, right? out today or this morning or whatever we're recording on the 1st of July that it was 30 million from a random bloke in UAE yeah. who just gave them 30 million for no reason and they had evidence of that but it was too old yeah. right the Premier League does not have that rule which means that everyone going oh you know that's innocent until proven guilty I mean they have been proven guilty and they got out of it because of a technicality. We know that. They were banned from Europe. And then they got back in because of that technicality. That technicality does not exist for the Premier League. Yeah. So they were proven guilty of the same evidence that they have now been charged with without the get-out-of-jail-free card that they use. It is inevitable that they are guilty. Do you, well, do you have any faith that if they're found guilty, there will be any penalty? Well, the thing is, I don't think that matters. I don't necessarily want to see them punished. It's not like... I'm, I'm sitting here waiting Even to Even though wait you think it's right? doping, because I mean, well, yeah, really, if they should be stripped of their titles. Well, uh, but what's the point, right? What All I want is, is for there to be an acknowledgement that what they have created, they've done so by cheating. But don't right? we all know that? I don't care whether they get fined. I don't care whether... Because you can't strip them their title. Who then... You know, it, can of worms. I get that. And, and everyone's going to sue everyone yeah. about what they should have got or getting into the Champions League or whatever. All of that is bullshit for me. Yeah. I just kind of want an acknowledgement that what they've created, they created by going outside of the rules and they've created something that is beautiful and wonderful, but they did so by cheating. Yeah. So when we talk about this beautiful, wonderful thing, we need to know that it hasn't been a fair playing field. And it's probably going to be... The last team that does it, they're allowed like, to do it because yeah. now they. I mean, you know, the reason the financial fair play rules have tightened or the scrutiny has increased is essentially because of Man City and what they did. Yeah. And now, I mean, the thing I find hard with it though is, you know, we need all these rules and they're important, but it also does mean that you are kind of um, the established elite. Are going to be even harder to topple to to, to yeah. shake from that because there's now all these rules. You know, Man City could come from outside of that at the time because yes, because they cheated, 
Um, but it's now going to be more difficult to do that. To cheat, yeah. So they've kind of entrenched themselves in that, you know, the top table, and and I think they're there. But I don't think we'll see another team do that easily because of the. Yeah. I agree with you, Jeff, that they can't. You can't retrospectively go. You didn't win the league, and Liverpool did, or Arsenal did this year, or whatever. But I do think that if they are found guilty, and they said yes, they've got to have some. Like Juventus were relegated in Italy to Serie B. There's got to be some kind of actual football p- future punishment. Yeah. So, like, whether it's a massive points deduction, like, there's no point fining them because they have infinite amounts of money. Rog just took his jumper off and his t-shirt came off. That wasn't pretty. Um, <laughs> but there's, they've got infinite amounts of money, so there's no point fining them. So, do you relegate them to League Two and just say you got to start at the bottom of the period again? Py- period, py- pyramid. I would love that if they did. Yes. Yeah. And just go, right, you've got to start down the bottom or you've got to work out your way up. Because I think that's an actual punishment to the club and to the institution of Manchester City. Um, they can't ban them from Europe, I don't think, because they're... But they can ban them from British... Mm. No, I, 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 I agree with you. And I think it's something that you can we can talk about this, right? All, all we like. But you can't ignore Man City getting relegated, right? When Juventus yeah. went down... Because of this, it was huge. When Rangers had to start at the bottom of, yeah. the, the, S, of the of the Scottish leagues, that was you couldn't just put put it on TV and ignore that, yeah. right? So a fine you could ignore. You can you can whitewash it through through punditry around the yeah. world, but simply removing them from the league and having them start again, you, that yeah. is something that would create that level of oh shit, they really did cheat their way to the yeah. top. I'd quite like that actually. I'd love it. I'd it's love it. but I, I mean I do and kind of going back to the start of this conversation which was you asking about if Arsenal essentially had Man City resources would they have dropped off or would they have won the league and I've spoke to to you both about this but I was when Man City did win and I was having to think about it it wasn't um, a particularly uh, revolutionary thought but the the more you think about Man City the more you realise how important it is that essentially every player costs 50 million and they're really good because (laughs) throughout the season it wasn't I I thought it was an interesting season for Man City in that in previous years it's all been say De Bruyne you know there's kind of been a player I mean you know Bernardo Silva's had some excellent seasons as well but I think this season more than another one in my mind for Man City they were a more even team and they had spells, like five to ten game spells, where someone elevated themselves and was yeah. even better than they normally are. Because like, Haaland didn't score for the like last five or six games of the season, or in the Champions League final or semi-final, but they were still fine. Well, because Gundogan, we should acknowledge him because he's now left the Premier League, he's an absolute genius and I, and I always loved watching him. But his last ten games were incredible. Yeah. Grealish had an amazing second half of the season. John Stones, we, yeah. t- we talked about him as the Burnley Beckenbauer moving into that... Um, Barnsley. Barnsley. Um, <laughs> and I stuck now. Birmingham Beckenbauer. Um, <laughs> Bristol Beckenbauer. Bristol. Well, yeah, I'll have him at Bristol City. Um, but the, uh, you know, when I think about Grealish and how good he was, in the first half of the season, we were all talking about Foden. Like yeah. Foden started the season on fire, but then couldn't get in the team. And, and you know, um, Cancelo was amazing at the... Um, start of the year and then he slept with 
Pep's daughter or whatever he <laughs> got did. Thrown and, um, got thrown out. Got thrown out. Not just thrown out of Man City, thrown out of the country and never to be seen again. He's probably in a basement somewhere. Knows um, Pep. But, uh, you know, you had these different periods of time when all their players are very good, but somebody was exceptional. Yeah. And that's what won them the league. Whereas Arsenal were essentially reliant really on Odegaard and Saka just being they needed them to be incredible for the whole season yeah. and play Martinelli yeah they, they, they and Ars- we'll move on to Arsenal but also in the same vein I, I can't I want to ask the question will anyone ever beat Man City ever again because we're in a point now they've won four out of the last five leagues is that right yeah, yeah, yeah. four out of five and they're only going to get better next year and they're only going to keep getting better as long as Pep's still there well, I think that, to me, that's the answer to your question. Yeah, I mean, because okay. essentially they've got, you know, unlimited resources and the best coach in the world. Mm. I think while Pep's still there, they're going to be very, very hard to beat. Liverpool essentially had to have the perfect season twice yeah. and only won the league once. once. Yeah. Um, and I think they'll be, they'll, they're going to invest heavily again and, you know, buy some more very good players. But... Pep will go. I mean, there's talk of him going in two years' time, isn't there? Yeah, and he wants to do international. I know that. He wants to try... He wants to win a World Cup. So I I think, look, football tends to move in in cycles. And and we saw what happened when Manchester United... You know, if we had that conversation about United when Fergie was there, uh, you know, probably we would have been having the same conversation. But he left and has been very hard to mm. replace. And and I think that um, there is a chance that Man City fall off as well. So can Arsenal next year, they bought in, well, they're about to bring in Declan Rice for 105 million. Do you know, I heard a story about the Declan Rice oh, yeah, go on. thing today. Um, that um, Enia Luko, ex-England striker, she said it, that she reckons Arteta called Pep and said, can you put in a bid? that's above our bid because then the Arsenal board will go, oh, we need to beat them because he couldn't convince the Arsenal board to pay the 100 million that West Ham wanted. But as soon as there was a bidding war, they were like, oh, we've got to get him so Man City. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and now everyone at the time went, no. And then everyone's going, actually... That makes a lot of sense because she she said this. Yeah, she said it on Talk Sport Radio. But was it? Is is it actually a rumor, or is it just? just She just said she. She's just popped in. Is an a thought into her head. It's like they're best mates. They know each other. Yeah. He. I can't get my board to do this. I want this player. I'm going to have to spend 100 million because West Ham has said that's the price. They're refusing to go. The only way I can get them to go is if like someone else comes in that's, so they were happy to spend 90 but didn't want to spend 100 yeah which I, mean, I always think that, that is fucking ludicrous I, 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 like, I mean okay that can't be true right that's corruption. Well, it can be it's corruption and fraud you can't you can't go in with a competitor and price um, it, it's price fix you can't do it like that, that's if that was if that was real and found and discovered they would go to prison I don't know about prison it, it, you can't Collude to raise the price of a val. You know, it's well, but you can because they don't. What they don't gain from it. If if they were working with West Ham to gain from it, then they could. But I don't. I don't think there's there's no gain there. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, the, the, the gain, gain is Arsenal get Declan Rice, 
Whereas West, yeah, they, they could have like, gone for ninety million. But it there's could, no, like, like, you know, it's not inside a trade. No, no, it could have been ninety million, and Arsenal board went, no, no, we're not putting the other ten. And then Al Halqi went, came in and went, uh, here's a hundred million, and he's and he's gone somewhere else. So the, the collusion is the fact that they got the player that they wanted. You cannot use a third party to inflate the value of a, of an entity to to get your way. That's illegal. That can't be the case. But it's just yeah. Well, I mean, but it might be. You if it know. is. In the sea, get in the sea, Mikel Arteta. <laughs> you just don't know, do you? Because they are literally best mates who've known each other for years, and made, who like if we were working for two businesses, yeah, and I was clever. like, Jeff, can you just uh, like try I'd and say, buy a I'd house? I'd say no because I'm not going to go to prison for Declan Rice. Like, it, it's it's like, it's <laughs> so not why, why is it illegal? Just think it through. The, the, this isn't a, a little like micro bubble of football. This, these are real businesses. Bidding for an for a, for a so it's for collusion, an entity, right? At millions and millions and millions of pounds. So in order to get your bosses to do something, you're going to collude with a competitor to raise the value that your bosses think something is worth. But, but I don't know if that's illegal, though. Jeff. No, if I was buying a '90s Man United illegal? shirt on eBay or selling one actually on eBay, and then it was selling for a hundred bucks, but I wanted it to go for two hundred bucks, and I called you and said, Jeff, can you bid on this? Because I know there's a guy who really wants it, and you just put 110, 110. If, if it was in the stock market, you would be artificially inflating the market, and that would be fraud. But this it's is just, not the stock market. It's not the stock market. But it's, it's almost more tangible. Anyway, if that's true, it's I, just a made-up story that any Luca and it it went like it went wild on social media because everyone just went no yeah well yeah. But, and if if there's any experts on corporate law out there, let us know. I'd be interested <laughs> yeah. to know if it's illegal or not. But, but I mean, it's an interesting thought. I also think though. Fucking come on, Arsenal. Yeah. Like, 10 just million. Just pay the money, right? 10 million. Yeah. Like, are we really... Like, 90 million is an awful lot of money. Yeah. 100 million, when you're already spending 90, it's is not, not that very much. much. No, just do And it. I think, you know, it is a statement signing. You know, Declan Rice was going to go to one of the big English clubs. Yeah. Um, he was probably going to go to Man City, Man United, or Arsenal. Yeah, or and even so Chelsea think, for a little bit. I, I think for them... We know he wanted to stay in London, so that was obviously in Arsenal's favour. But I think for them to, you know, to spend the money and it's a player they need, you know, um, Jack is, um He's off to Leverkusen. He's, not, he's off. They need to replace him. But I think Rice is a step up from... Jack had a very good season, yeah. but Rice is, <clears throat> is clearly a step mm. up too. Um, I mean, I really like it because I want to see... Rice is... Do you he, think Arsenal he, can... See, I Arsenal were brilliant this year. And they did really well. Saka was brilliant. Martinelli was brilliant. Jesus was good when he was fit. Odegaard. Odegaard was great. Um, but do you? Th- I thought they lucked out that it was a World Cup year, and so other teams were a bit all over the place. They didn't. They obviously lost Jesus to injury, and they lost the centre back Saliba at the end, which was a problem. So they couldn't keep a clean sheet. But I feel like it all just went really well somehow. And I, they, they, it just like they seem to be keep playing well, but I was just like this, you know, when teams just get in a really good run of form. I don't know if Arsenal can carry it on next year. I don't know if they're mature enough, good enough, squad depth enough, whether they can cope with Champions League and Premier League. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't make. Te- top four next year I do I do see your point I don't think it's as as, as outrageous as it sounds yeah. I do think that they hit a sweet spot for so long and it's almost like the, the 
I mean, it's the good thing about football, right? The sum of their parts was better than yeah. the, their, their players and any 11 can beat any other 11 and they just happened to be the winning 11 on many, many occasions, yes. right? And they were younger and fitter and faster yeah. and Saka is a fucking great footballer. He's so good. Right? And, and he's probably underrated yeah. even though he's that good. Yeah. Um, How can they do it again? the other day for England. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but they, but I, can they do it again? I can't believe they did it in the first place, right? What? So I think they, they probably overachieved but then... Is that now their standard? Don't know. I, I mean, I, I no, I think they can. I think they can challenge next year because, because if you look at the if there's caveat here, if they improve the squad again, which I think yeah, De- they've got, Declan, well, they've got De- Rice. Declan Rice is. I'm not sure about Havertz. I mean, he could maybe he needs a change of scenery, but he was for me, he was entirely underwhelming at Chelsea. Yeah. But um, you know, I think there's no reason that Saka won't can't mm. kick on again. You know, Odegaard is still young. Like, he's been around for a long time, yeah. but he's still relatively young. Um, Martinelli certainly is. Like, Saliba's is very young. The they, keeper's very young. There's Ramsdale. No, yeah, Ram, Ramsdale, who you... Um, I thought was awful slated, for years. had a great year, but there's no reason that those players can't improve again. You know what I loved about Arsenal this year? It, and sorry if this is getting too football nerd about it, but whenever they... Or more often than not, when they had enough, when when a midfielder, when a, when a, when a winger was going forwards, and they had a chance to to overlap it to a left back or right back, yeah. that would usually cut on the outside yeah. to the byline and crossing the ball. That left back or right back would cut on the inside yeah. of the winger yeah. and go between the left back or right back and centre back of yeah. the opposing team. So it narrowed the pitch every time they got forward, and it, and it created these kind of this, these attacking threes that weren't necessarily their, their front three. And you can see him doing it. You can see the you know, the winger doing it, and just waiting for the for the for the left back to cut inside instead of cutting yeah. on the outside. So it wasn't wide, and it wasn't just playing a fifty fifty. Will they get the cross off? It was coming into an active position, you know, essentially a, a kind of outside number ten position in the park. It was excellent to watch, and they did it every single time. I loved watching it, and they scored goals from that. They played really good football. I want them to do well again next year, and. I like a lot of their players. I just don't know. Can they? Can they? Yeah. <laughs> and because this year, obviously, Liverpool dropped off and Newcastle were new to the kind of being in the top four. Man United did all right this year. and But and still transition. Transition. Say, and Spurs obviously went to shit. Um, so, Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea went to shit. So you're kind of looking at Arsenal going, they kind of, they picked the perfect year to be, it's a bit like that year it's not like the year that Leicester won the league. The year that Arsenal should have won the they league. They should have won the league that year, <laughs> and they didn't, and Leicester did. And this is the year again that Arsenal should have won the league, and they didn't. And I'm scared that they're not... Should they have won the league? Oh, yeah. see, I, look, well, see, I find this really hard, because you kind of like, we talk about doing an Arsenal, right? Yeah. Everyone knows we're doing they didn't an Arsenal, choke. which is essentially being quite a bit flaky. Yeah. And we were waiting for it to happen. The entire year, and they like the game when they came back against Bournemouth. Um, you know, with yeah. the three late goals, mm, the yeah. one three two was amazing. And they, but they, they kept. You always felt it was going to come, and they were going to stumble, and Man City yeah. would come over the top. But they kept like I was like, I almost got to the point. Where I was like, maybe they're not. They're just, maybe they yeah, are actually going to get yeah. there because they keep doing this. But I don't. I think it's and actually, then they did. It, well, <laughs> but I think it does Arsenal a little bit of a disservice because I don't know if they did. I just think it's as we talked about. Man City are so good. Like what did they win their last like thirteen, 13 league games row, or something yeah. like yeah. that? Is what do you do with that? That's ridiculous. So I actually, 
you know, I, I don't know whether Arsenal did fall in a heap. Yeah. Well, they got 84 points. Man United came third. He got 75. 75 is what Leicester won the league in that year. Yeah. So it's kind of... It shows that you've got to be really, really, really good to win the league. Yeah, I mean, 84, <laughs> there's, there's a point. Apart, apart from Man City, haven't you missed that for two years? Were generally, you know, win you the league. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's move on to the. Oh, there's a spider on the table. Um, let's move on to the rest of the top four. So, Man United and Newcastle made it into the top four. Do you want to go Man United first or Newcastle? When talk well, about Man United and be quick. Yeah, uh, what well, I was going to say because there's not that much to say about Man United. No, Ten um, Hag did well. Yeah, I think first season <clears throat> he did do well, better than I thought. Yeah. I thought they were going to be a bit of a basket case. Um, uh, main thing for me with Man United was Rashford being back. He was great. And suddenly being one of the best strikers in Europe. Him and Ronaldo and must amazing. not get on. Like, Ronaldo left the club. Yeah, and straight away. Rashford he's amazing. amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, even like to a lesser degree, but um, I think... Uh, Luke Shaw's been a bit unfairly maligned at times yep. and I thought he also had an excellent season yep. um, but mainly like you know Rashford scored a lot of goals but his general play and he like he's looked like a genuine star and I don't really enjoy Man United but I really enjoyed that mm. yeah I, I enjoy that this is <clears throat> the ninth or eighth time we end the season with well they're in transition <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is nearly a decade of transition. Yeah. And it's been about seven transitions. <laughs> Still so, not making progress. So when it comes to what do we talk about at the end of the season, I mean, we could just say, well, they're in a period of transition. transition yeah. and, but I'm pretty sick of that. It just means that there's no consistency. It's a state of flux. I saw some better football from Manu last year, but who the fuck knows how it's yeah. going to translate next year? Um, That's true. With they've got the whole ownership issue because mm. they're trying to sell the club. Yeah, they bought. They haven't got a number nine. They haven't got a striker. Um, Fernandez bought, really dropped off, which I thought was yeah. an, an issue. Ericsson was very good. Um, they brought in Mason Mount, who's a kind. I really rate Mason Mount, and I think he's an underrated player. Oh, Tengen Hag will love him too because he works yes. hard and impressive. Yes, but I also you go, you chuck him in there, and you've got Fernandez plays in the same place. Ericsson, Jaden Sancho, Anthony Rashford, Garnacho. Like, where do you? It's, yeah, it still need, feels a bit of a like hodgepodge. Yeah, you still need a striker, and you still need someone like Casemiro well, was way what, better um, than the guy who was at Burnley's for. Warcost. Warcost. What Warcost? We can't go past Man United as well without saying in the they won the league Europa Cup. League. Yeah. Slabhead scored possibly my favourite own goal of the year. Um, where the I think someone headed it against his head, or the ball gets kicked against his, his head. head. Yeah, but it just pings off his head, <laughs> literally like it's a like slam, like it's massive, yeah. like it just, and it went in the corner. And I was like, there is no other player in the Premier League where that would have pinged in the, yeah. in the corner. No other head would bounce no it so head. far. Yeah. I've got a, a small Harry Maguire story. Um, Colm, friend of the pod, um, who we all know, he was at South Melbourne watching a game and was talking to a couple of the injured players. And they're kind of been semi-pro, been round the traps for a bit and played all over the place, played in Scandinavia, played in Europe or whatever, playing now South Melbourne, um, but injured. And just got talking about football and said, like, who's the best player you've ever played with? And he said, Harry Maguire. And he said, you played with him. And because obviously we look at the Premier League and go, Harry Maguire is just an oaf who makes mistakes. 
But he's like, you could tell when he was 17, 18, he's just a million miles better than everyone else. And I think that just shows the standard that they're playing at. Yeah. Is that we kind of look at Harry Maguire and go, oh, fucking hell, he's a bit shit, isn't he? And oh, do we? Like, he's, no, well, he gets... He's, he very gets good, he's very good on the ball for... But for he gets a, such shit in the press. And I think, I, I think it's overblown because I think he's pretty good. But also we forget how good these people are yeah. at football. Yeah. to get to that level. So when he's a player that everyone's going, oh, he should probably go to a West Ham or something, but he's by miles still the best player. I, I mean, he's continued to play well for England, even mm. when not playing for Man United. It just hasn't worked at United. Yeah. Mm. And I think he probably needs to, does he need to play in a three, maybe? I just It just yeah. hasn't worked at United. Um, so Man United won the League Cup. Well done, them. Newcastle. So Newcastle have made the Champions League. Um where do we because we talked about it before now all I can think about where is do Amanda, we go do well we... Amanda Stelvey because do I we... <laughs> Rog loves Amanda Stelvey because she think he thinks she looks like a man um, but do we go the football route and what a good job Eddie Howe's done or do we go the fact that they're owned by Saudi Arabia and they're ruining football and golf and they even wear their um, and they wear the Saudi Arabia shirt, shirt. as their away shirt I know well, we, what you, we, we, we missed two years, haven't we? Recording this pod, yeah. which has been a big time to miss yeah. with it, with this story. So I'm assuming everyone has been up, everyone's up to speed with mm. with what the fuck is going on yeah. here. Um, it's gross. However, I think they are following the rules better than Manchester City. Yeah, they seem to be so, not spending. More well, than we that. we should say because they have to. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. If they didn't have to, then they would. No, yeah. Well, they would, well, that's the they would rules, just right? buy the yeah. sport like they've just you done with golf. You didn't have to drive 60Ks now or you wouldn't. you drive faster. Right? Yeah, so, so the rules are there to stop you yeah, but I mean, breaking I, them. Well, exactly. But I don't think we should give them any credit. For following the rules. For following the rules. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. No, fair enough. <laughs> but I'm surprised. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a surprise to me. Um, whether they should own that football club in the first place has been discussed at length. Yeah. I don't think they should. But I mean nothing in this yes. conversation. I mean, the government didn't think that they should, but yeah. then they appealed, which is bad news anyway, right? Yeah. That That's a bad sign. Um, but it, it is the start of something that's not going away. Obviously, we're seeing however many players uh, sign for, for Saudi clubs this summer. And I'm not... Um, I'm in two minds about it, really. And, yeah. and I really I really struggle with this, right? So part of me looks... At it. Obviously, it's, it's a three Two minds? So you think it's a good side? What's um, the good well, side? Well, no, the, well, the good side, not the good side, the side that confuses me a little bit or doesn't doesn't sit well with me is why do we feel like this about Saudi Arabia, but yet when David Beckham went to LA Galaxy, he was an adventurer trying something new, going to a new league, building it up for their local community. Because Look at that market. In America, they don't do public hangings of people because they stole a loaf of bread. They, they still have... Um, Still a question mark on whether it's a uh, functioning democracy. The, the, I mean, no, Roger's <laughs> absolutely right. Yes. They still have capital punishment. They still but they have, have capital punishment for murder. The, like, like, there's, a, there's a difference between I, like, public hanging. I know, yeah. I know, but it's yeah. not fucking it's a slippery slope. Yes, it's, it's yes. not Denmark, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm picking up Denmark. But you know, what I mean? you know what I mean? it's Scandinavian countries. Like, safe, who am I to draw safe. a line that, that the United States is fine and Saudi Arabia yeah. is not? No, that's I, fair. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I get yeah. all the problems, yeah. but yet when the footballers go there, we think yuck, right? When footballers go to the America, we we hail them. 
We, we, it wasn't Gerard amazing when he went over. Was, wasn't, I don't know if we Robbie held Keane, them. Zlatan Ibrahimovic went. It wasn't that great. We did. We thought it was when Beckham went over. We thought it was great. Right now, I'm not saying that it's great that players are going to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. I'm uncomfortable that the rhetoric is there, their sellout, and it's not worth a player in their prime trying to build a new sporting market. Now, from that's from the players' perspective. Yeah. Okay. Second thing is players can earn a fuckloads of money and they retire at age 35. Yeah. So if, if you're 25 years old, you get offered that much money, go for a couple of years, come back, like they did in China. Yeah. But like, and um, this has already happened Who's a Dortmund China. player? I don't know. Uh, you do, with big hair. Uh, he's very good. Went oh, to, Belgian was, strike middle. Uh, yeah. Axel Witzel. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's like one of the first, right. he did, we were like, why has he gone to China? But he just went for two years and then went came back. Went for two years, and, made your bank, and then yeah. come back to yeah. Europe. Why, what difference does it make? If someone's offering you the money yeah. now, just do it and then come home again. It's a very small career. Yeah. They're not loyal to England anyway. England is a is a, is a racist cesspile, really. <laughs> so so why, why should they feel like, oh, I'm going to sit in fucking Brexit-loving Burnley. Like, not... You're not picking on Burnley. Don't mind Burnley. It's just it was a B, right? It's alliteration. Okay. So uh, it could be Bradford. I mean, we've already done this. So, so, like, they're not loyal to England, but the fact that they're leaving England is like, oh, they're to go to Saudi Arabia. So, from a player's perspective and from a sporting perspective, I think that we are a bit on our high horse about it. From a human yeah. rights perspective, from a sports washing perspective, from a government perspective, I think it's gross. Yeah, okay. So, I see so your point. You see yeah. why I'm uncomfortable with yeah. it? Um, I do. Um, I do think it's very different to the MLS in that um, the LM MLS had a very clear kind of we want to build a league, we want to do this thing. And when Beckham went over, he was given um, a license to. So that's why he's got into Miami now because they was, was part of the he's deal. Allowed to buy a football club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're allowed to buy a football club later on. And Franchise. Yes. Yeah. And there was a big kind of plan for it. And there is. 500 million people or 400 yeah, million people it, in America. It's, it's viable. It's a viable thing. Whereas Saudi Arabia is a desert, um, literally. But also, they have a half-decent football league. I'm not going to say their football league's crap. Like, Saudi Arabian teams do well in the Asian Champions League. They get to finals. They win it sometimes. Saudi Arabia gets to most World Cups. Does pretty well. But I think the like the human rights issue is huge. Um, well, I think that the, the, they don't care about the league. They're no. just, it is pure uh, sports washing. Yes. Whereas I think with the MLS, it's not sports washing. Like no. there is a, they're doing it to make money, but it's yes. the, you know, there is, I think it is viable and there is an intent to set up a league that will function. We, I, yeah. I don't think they care about the football in Saudi Arabia at all, other than it is a vehicle for... Promoting um, Saudi Arabia. For, yeah, for some, you know... And their regime and their way of doing things. And I think that's where I have a problem. So, I, I, look, I don't disagree yeah. with anything you're saying, but every single MLS club put in a portion of the fee it costs to sign Lionel Messi and pay his wages. Yeah. Every single club. Yeah. So they that's not about um, the football club in Miami saying we're going to do the best football ever. That is the league trying to make money out of an asset. It's a marketing... Yeah, yeah but that's... Right? That, but but, that's... but Me when Messi chose Miami and not Saudi Arabia, it almost felt like a good versus evil. And I get it. Like, they were, yeah, no, I get yeah, it. Yeah. And I'm not defending... Saudi Arabia. There, there, oh, there's a big asterisk next to yeah. all of this because yeah. I think the human rights record is gross. Yeah. I disagree with it. Yeah. And what you know, the 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 murder of that um of Khashoggi. Yeah. Like don't be wrong. I could list all the reasons why I think yeah. it's gross, and I've whinged for years about all yeah. of it. But there is this 
Western there, arrogance. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. This good versus evil that we're looking at now that we do not flinch when Messi goes to Miami. They've yeah. only got a 17,000 capacity stadium. Yeah. They have, they, they, you walk out in the open to go from their changing rooms to their stadium because they don't have the infrastructure yet. Yeah. And we don't look at that and go, there is no logical reason why Messi is doing that when he could play in front of 100,000 people in an established league anywhere in the world. How much does he get paid? Yeah. We talk about the corruption, right? So it's, <laughs> it gets paid a huge amount, but also he gets there's some weird deal with Apple and someone else, so he gets like, oh God, that yeah, does sound pretty yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It, might not be, it might not be human rights, but it's corporate gross. Yeah, yeah it's corporate right. gross. So there's two, there's two MLS, which is still niche. fucking gross. Which is gross. Yes. Yeah. That's my point, right? Yeah. So it's all gross, and he'll be getting as much as he does. He could have got in Saudi Arabia, pretty much. Maybe he got a few more million. Can I ask but, you a football question about Newcastle? Yeah, go on. Yeah, let's move um, on to the football. <laughs> Eddie Howe. Now, I'll ask you, because yeah. you're not a big fan of Eddie. I, yes. Um, I am very anti-Eddie So Howe. I'm intrigued to... Because let's, let's, when he was at Bournemouth, I mean, like he had... Uh, I think he... Generally, people thought he did a good job at Bournemouth. Mm. Um, but perhaps a slight on him was he kind of had one, one way of playing. And that was it. And that was it. Yeah. And when it didn't go well... Uh, it went really bad. Yeah, just try plan A again. Yeah. yeah. Um, what did you think of his season? At I think he's done a brilliant job. And I... he Bournemouth, he took from League 2 all the way up to the Premier League and but then had this one way and it went a bit stale and it went a bit wrong and they got relegated. He left. And I like that when he left, um, he went... But my frustration with... Eddie Howe was that he was always everyone just looked at him and went oh he's a nice like nice English boy and he speaks well fluffy hair it's fluffy hair and he talks well about football oh he seems like a nice guy my mum would like him and they play quite good football so everyone just went England manager should be England manager I'm like well no he's got one skill and he's looks Aryan like come on <laughs> <laughs> Let's, there's more to it than that but what I have respect for Eddie Howe now is that he lost his job at Bournemouth and it all went wrong and he just went and learned and he went and spent a load of time with Diego Simeone at Atletico Madrid just watching yeah, that is training true. and learning and you watch Newcastle now they're really hard to beat was, and it, they, was he there in um, any sort of official capacity or he no, was just, it's just off his own back just went like can I, can I come and hang out with you yeah today? and it happens quite often in football people will go can I come and watch you train but he went for he went to Diego Simeone and went for months and was just like, I've got to learn how to defend. I've got to learn how to make teams win games. Like, I've got this attacking thing done, but how do I do the nasty side? How do I do the shithousery in football? How do I win these professional fouls or whatever? Like, And he learned that and he didn't rush into a job. He could have had the Celtic job. He could have had a couple of other jobs. He took his time. He did go for the job for the working for Saudi Arabia, which you go, oh, okay, but... I mean, no one, everyone, when he went into that job, said to him, you're there for a six months or a yeah. year, and then you're, you're, you're just place. going to keep us up, and then whatever. He's turned them round. He's got them into top four. They play good football. I enjoy watching Newcastle play football. Without a complete overhaul of the squad, too. I think that's it's, the thing. He's basically yeah. took the same bunch of players There's people like Jacob, them. Jacob Murphy is no, that, awful, and then make them good. Well, look, it's not totally true. What? 
He's well. No, I think no. There's I, a lot He's improved that squad. Like, that squad yeah. has improved. Joel Linton, Gumieres, uh, Isaac. I think they've got some yeah, better Isaac's players. Good, but right. I think you know. But you look across the back four. All those players were there. You know, like Botman wasn't there, and Botman's excellent. Yeah, but they've bought it. They've, so, so they've they've improved absolutely. Wilson was there. Um, Willock. Willock was there. Joe Linton was there, and there's a lot of players that Jacob Murphy's the one I always think of because he is so crap. And he's, <laughs> it, but he's playing for a top four team. Like, yeah, yeah. He's and good to see. Not, not long. <laughs> yeah. But that's Eddie Howe getting people to believe in something and getting them to play in a certain way and getting them to do something coherent. Yeah. And that's impressive. And tri- as a a, a tri- we should say Trippier had a. I he was brilliant, a, wasn't he? Amazing season, too. I didn't know that he still had that in him. But I thought. And he bought into that defensive that, philosophy. He was he yeah. he had an exceptional season. That's why you can't say they've just improved their players because we've just laid half a team that's <clears> new. <throat> Trippier is new post Eddie Howe, and he was excellent. So yeah. so we just we just named. But five I think new like players, well, right? I take I mean even if it's just Joel Linton because he was a he, laughing stock. I agree. Stop. I yeah. agree. I agree. And now most teams in Europe would probably want Joe Linton. And they've not signed superstars. They've not gone and go, oh, do you know what? If we spend all our money on Neymar and do this, or do Mm. these bought people that fit into a system, that play in a certain way. And like Trippier comes from Atletico Madrid, where he played under Simeone, and he's the captain of Newcastle now, and he's in charge of that defence. And Shah's still playing. Is it Cher? Shah. Shah. He's at the back with Botman. Um... And they play in Dan Byrne left back. Like Dan Byrne's a crap centre back. Brighton, Brighton yeah. reject. <laughs> He's playing well, left back. Well, no, but he played. It's weird because he also played left back a bit for Brighton. Yeah. He's the most un like does not look like a left back ever. Yeah. But has You're kind of played right, left yeah. back for big. two clubs. Like it's weird. Right. Let's move off Saudi Arabia. Um, let's go on to the rest of the teams that got into Europe. So Liverpool got into Europe and had a bit of a poor season. And they recovered well towards the end. I don't really have much to say about Liverpool other than I think they're going to be brilliant next year. I have a inkling that they're going to have people back from injury. Their front five or six players are really good. And um, Nunes will be a year more settled. The Dutch guy whose name I can never remember that they bought in January, I think is really good. What's his name? Tall Dutch guy. Uh, who had a good World Cup. Yeah. Um, I can never remember his name. Anyway. Hell. But he's, I think their front six really good. Scored some good goals at World Cup. Yeah, they've bought in Alexis McAllister. They're going to buy the Hungarian 22-year-old from Leipzig, whose name is starts with an S and a Z and has got a B in it, so I'm not going to try and say it. <laughs> <laughs> but they've agreed a deal with him today. So that's bolstering the midfield. Their defence is still very good. And Trent Alexander's now starting to play in midfield. I he's think co- copied a trick from uh, Pep. Yeah, and he's been amazing. I think Liverpool are going to be really good next year. Well, um, Nunes, I uh, you rate him, don't you? I think he could be really good. He's got the fundamentals of being. He's got similar fundamentals to Haaland, but whereas Haaland's ten out of ten for all of them, he's eight out of ten for all of them. And sometimes he's five out of ten for some, and sometimes he's eleven out of ten for others. But he can't, he can't get it all right he's on the same day. He's still very young. I, I yeah. mean, I, and it's funny because uh, the charity shield, he scored, and Haaland didn't have the best game, yeah. and everyone was like, "Oh, you know, Haaland's going to be a flop, and Darwin's going to be amazing." I can understand why Liverpool and many other clubs would have spent 
the money that Liverpool spent on him. I get it, especially because he's young and he looks like you see him one day and he looks like a world beater and he's got all that like the physical attributes. Like he's the fastest player in the Premier League. Like he's, you know, he's got all those attributes. But I think he's a bit of a dodo. Yeah, I don't think I he's just, the smartest. I, it, it just, tool just in makes, the box. He doesn't speak English. No, right? that's I, a problem. I, do you know? I I'm willing to go out on a limb here and say I don't think he is ever going to be like world class. I just don't think he's got the football intelligence. I'm with, I'm with John on this. I think he can be absolute chaos, and if he manages to harness himself, he will be phenomenal. But yeah. I don't think he ever will. I just don't think he's smart enough. He just always will continue to make I'd poor decisions. Like I think another mm. year, like he's young, another year in England, his language would have got better. He would know what Klopp expects of him, and he was in the news a lot, like in the first six eight weeks of the season, wasn't it? It was all about Nunes. No one's talked about him for the last six months. No one cares. Yes. So when he plays next year, he's basically a new signing that no one gives a shit about. And he can just... He's got a full pre-season. He knows where the way they're playing. Yeah. Gakpo. Uh, Gakpo, that's his name. Gakpo, he'll, Gakpo. Yeah, he'll be used to Gakpo, Salah, and then they've got Luis Diaz coming back. I <laughs> mean, and a lot of players, we do see this, take at least a year to adjust to yeah. the Premier League. But I just... I just think there's something about him and he'll kind of, he'll, he'll continue to be like, oh, maybe, maybe, you know, look at, look how good he looks there. But I just don't think he'll ever quite get there. Um, anything else on Liverpool? Nope. Nope. I, Brighton came sixth and are in Europe. Brighton are the best team in the Premier League to watch. Under the Deserby. Um, obviously yeah. Potter started the season well and then went to Chelsea. But Deserby's come in and made Brighton absolutely brilliant to watch. They've done their business for next year already. They've signed two or three players. Signed James Milner, which is a smart kind of get an old bloke in who knows how to win in. Um, and they're in Europe. I just want them to be great. That's all I have to say. I, I mean, I, I think the big thing for me was like no one really knew who Deserby was. No. Like he did well at Udinese. In, he, did, he didn't in, deserve that. In <laughs> Syria. God, I can't believe it's taken this, this, this long into the podcast for you to make a bad pun. But, um, I mean, and I was a bit sceptical because you sort of like, because Pot Potter had done so well, yeah. you felt like Brighton had punched above their weight under Potter. But then he came in and... They learned to score. Uh, but And made them like so much better. Again, and you realise that... You know, and it's again, it's the same players that Potter had, and I mean, I really wanted to see Potter do well, and I think that was a shame. Yeah. But at the same time, you're right. I got a lot of joy out of watching Brian. I didn't really know who Matoma was when they brought him in. I thought I every time I saw him play, he was brilliant to watch. But who's the um, young English striker? Uh, Connolly. No, um, Ferguson. 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 Yeah, Ferguson. Ferguson. The Irish one. Yeah, Irish guy. He. I thought. I think he. Could be anything. He's amazing. The uh, N Kiso is it? The guy who was yep. started mm. to play at the end of the year. Like, where did they find him? He looks amazing Fl too. Flop of the season next year, I reckon. Brighton. Oh, really? Yep. You don't think they can do it? I, I think that there is a unique moment in transitions in football side football teams, right? When and it's rare that you take a job from a manager who's done so well they've been given a better job. Yeah. So Graham Potter did so well that he was poached to do a big job. Yeah. And the manager that comes in has a fully functional, excelling football team. 
Now, they can use the framework that was given to them and the habits that these players had formed. They can tweak a few things mm. and they can excel. And, and you see this happen regularly. Right? Yeah, you're right. I, I look at when um, Martinez came in for David Moyes. Yeah. Remember that? When David Moyes went to Man United? Martinez just turned this, this industrious defensive side into just... You, know, you can score as well. You're allowed to go forwards now, and suddenly they had the perfect balance of football team. Lasted about nine months, right? Yeah. Until suddenly they forgot how to defend because they all wanted to go forward and, and, and yeah. tonk it, right? So there, there is this moment in transition that happens rarely because managers are usually sacked and rarely poached, especially in the Premier League. That I think Deserby has walked in and tweaked something that was exceptional, and it is not. They're adding players and they're adding basically memories that don't remember what it was like under Potter new training methods and I'm not saying that his are bad but what I'm saying is that we don't know what his are like yet because we're playing with the living memory of Potter and we're playing with some tweaks of someone with new ideas so next year I think flop of the season I don't think that they will what's flop of the season bottom half well that's I mean I'd, it'd be tough for them to finish sixth again purely because they're also going to be in Europe and Several of the teams with way more resources than them had a bad season last and year, and they're going to spend a shitload of money to come back. Just, so I think it's not fair to necessarily say that bottom half is a is a flop. Is a flop. Well, I just, I just think they will be worse. Nick. I think yeah, that this, no, is, it. Yeah. this is the moment. I mean, and they've already lost. The other thing is that when you're a Brighton and you do well, inevitably you lose players. The bigger teams come in for your players, so it's hard to do. We've already seen it with Alexis McAllis. I mean, I think he was kind of a bit of a bargain for Liverpool wasn't he because he also if, 30 million you know he played at the World Cup he's, he won you know, the World starts, Cup starts for Argentina yeah, won the World Cup like I mean I think that's a pretty good and what you know, remember remember Southampton 10 years ago right when you have great players and you keep on performing above your expectation your players will just get poached off and eventually you run out of, of um, yeah. replenishment there's just yeah there's a couple that don't work and then mm. you fall over um, to shake it up Mm. Do you feel like going to the bottom of the table? Sure. So, Southampton, Leeds and Leicester all went down. The team that just survived was a certain team called Everton, <laughs> that Jeff, I think, quite likes. Um, Jeff, we'll let you go first. You he didn't talk- want to talk about Everton, though, we should say. When, <laughs> yeah. when, when, when we sort of asked before the shed about if- what we'd all like to talk about, Jeff didn't actually mention Everton, which is... First time ever? First time ever, yeah. Well, it's been a great period of time to have two years off recording (laughs) we did it for five years straight and then this last two years it's been great not to have you cunts just (laughs) um if we're going to talk about the bottom the bottom of the league i think leicester are disgusting yeah and i look at the players leaving leicester now the players who um, were at the end of their contract. I look at James Madison going to Spurs mm. with a big fucking grin on his face. Bargain, by and the way, forty million for Madison. Yeah. I think so. Ex- but then, so I, I think about the way that Leicester played in the last last month of la- of the end of the season, and I just think that there were so many players in that dressing room that just thought they were better than going down. Mm. They knew that if they did go down, they get a move. They're worth money. So Leicester are gonna sell them because it would be you know financial ruins. They're gonna have to sell them. And these players are now just going to swan off to it. So no wonder they were pathetic at the end of last season. And I, I, like it, it's disgusting. And it wasn't as bad when you were watching it. But now watching the exodus, I'm like, this is 
Yeah. Gross. You people really just didn't give a shit. Nothing was on the line for you. And you know all of these stories. You know, it's not the it's not the players. It's the kit man, and it's the people who work in the canteen. Yeah, and, the but, dinner lady or whatever. So the, like the lack of fight for some of those players. Yeah. They should not have gone down. They were too good a football club. Um, Leeds. I'm glad they, they should so have you, gone down. Do you think there. it was a care factor thing for Leicester? I think that Leicester were best. They were the best team in that bottom four. I mean, yeah. I I think it was another instance of shouldn't have changed managers. Brendan Rodgers would have kept them up. I yeah. think Brendan, like, it wasn't going well and they were in a funk, but I think he would have kept them up. Yeah. It wouldn't have been pretty. And I think he, I mean, it's a hard one though because he does, he is a manager throughout his career that does seem to have a shelf life. Yeah. You know, it goes, goes well and then yeah. all of a sudden, yeah, because he's very, um, like he's a micromanager yeah. and so I think he's quite hard to work with. But they... They were terrible defensively last year. Like going forward, they were good, but defensively, they were one of the well, worst. They, and teams they got rid of Casper Schmeichel and then yeah. got some Welsh bloke in. And he was awful. <laughs> he was, and the, and the backup wasn't much better. I was, but it was, it, that was weird as well because they didn't really get any money for Schmeichel. So no. why? I, I don't know I why we talked about that at the start of the year and I, I think it's just because sure he said he wanted to go and change like change the team and like he's done a lot of great things for Leicester so you kind of go okay but have a plan or spend and some all, money but we all know that you know, Leicester owner made money out of um, duty, duty, free. duty free and during Covid Lost no one's money. flying everything's shit right? yeah. I, I get it and I get that there was no money but still the players that were on that roster were so much better than yeah. the position well, I, 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 I don't know I, I don't I mean, you sort of think it's a, a, a mentality thing. I don't understand. I would love to talk to somebody that really knows what happened there because I don't quite get it because there are so many of those players where their level dropped off dramatically. Yeah. Like um, yeah. so- Soyuncu was being talked about as a, go to a big great club or signing, go to a big club. And I watched him a few times. I thought, oh, yeah, this guy's really good. Had an absolute mare. Um, who's the other? Um, Indeed, he was Walt, crap Walt this Fyatt, year. Uh, yeah. Fayers had a, had yeah. a mare. Like, they couldn't couldn't keep their fullbacks fit. Like, it but was the, just a disaster. So when I, when I say attitude, I don't mean that they're just bottlers. You know, I know yeah. I get that sports people want to win. They're elite yeah, sports yeah. people, whatever. But when you... Talk, all right, talk about Everton, right? Everton were awful to watch, awful football team this yeah. year, awful, awful, awful. Yeah. The last six weeks of the year, there was a drive. And every was, yeah. interview you heard from every player was, we will not be the ones that let this club go down on our watch. Yeah, It is too important. But that's probably, is that Sean Dyche though? Well, it must be, right? I think that's Sean Dyche. But yeah. it was like, we have a sense of responsibility for this community and this club that it can't be us. Yeah. It can't be us that, that fucks it up. Yeah. It, whether they leave and get a new contract or go somewhere else or whatever, it was like, it will not be on, on, that my, on my CV. On my yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mind want that I did that. to be angry with me. Like, it, I would try quite hard to <laughs> but, but stay you know, up, I think. The, I think it was about three games from the end, you hear James Madison doing an interview on BBC and he's sitting there going, we just, we just weren't good enough. Yeah. We weren't good enough. Right, now, fair enough. Good job for owning it. But he wasn't angry. He yeah. wasn't like... I can't believe we are here. We are going to fix it. You know, it's different. So, yeah. so it's not like they bottled it. It's just they weren't fighting in a way you need to fight when everyone's a bit shit. Yeah. And the thing is, this year there were so many shit clubs, yeah. right? It, we were talking about seven or eight clubs being in a relegation battle yeah. at some point. It, it's the fight that got them out of that. Not the fact that they were any better than they should be. All of them were shit. Um, but, and so all you say that, but... All the promoted sides stayed up, did they? Is that right? Yep, yep. Which Brentford, is Fulham, the first and Bournemouth. Time 
since like 2003 or something. It's like 20 years or something. Doesn't happen. Not very, very good. Forest, Forest. Yes. Fulham and Bournemouth. Yeah. But yeah. then I, I would argue that um, the only good side out of those three was Fulham. Yeah. Because like if you look at the bottom half of the league, so from Chelsea down, who were crap, obviously, Palace were in the relegation for a bit, Wolves, West Ham, Bournemouth, Forest, Everton, Leicester, Leeds, Southampton. All of them were shit. West Ham were good in the... <laughs> West Ham were good in the Conference League and I love the fact that they won a trophy that was brilliant but everyone else was dog turd and it's interesting with pretty much all those teams you just read off almost without exception they changed their manager a couple of them didn't so Forrest chose to stick with Cooper they changed a million players West Ham stuck with Moyes (laughs) I actually think that all those other clubs made the right they, their decisions were proved right in terms of either changing their manager when they did or sticking with the manager. And I kind of think the teams that went down made it, you know. It's, Big Sam going in at Leeds with three games yeah, to go. What's the point? It, well, it was a lot, you know, it was a last, it was a throw of the dice. It was, yeah. a, you know, it kind of. It was a pantomime. It was, yeah, but I think, you know, Leicester, wrong choice. Southampton was an absolute the dis- guy. disaster. Yeah. They should have kept the rabbit hutch. Yeah. But there are, there are some teams in that bottom half that will be counting their lucky stars that there were so many shit teams this year. Bournemouth. Deserved. The Bournemouth were awful, in my opinion. Yep. They had they had a, a, a very very small purple patch where I think they got nine points in three games. Yeah, I think they have the weakest squad in Premier League. Wolves, Wolves mm. were piss poor this year. Yeah. For some reason, Wolves managed to finish thirteenth. Yeah, right. But they were again really really bad. And so I think there are, there are teams that dodged the bullet. Nottingham Forest, like it was a scattergun approach, and it felt like a scattergun season. Well, I, I'm glad that Cooper stayed up because I think. I'd like to see him get another go because I think he's a good coach and I actually think he did a pretty good job keeping them up mm. considering they signed like players. 45 players and yeah. you had to find a way to integrate them and then they signed another 45 in January and you're just like how are they going to stay up but somehow they did and so you kind of you know I'm I'm kind of glad that he gets another another go but you're the one that shocked me the most uh, as a successful decision was Roy Hodgson back at Palace. Yes. And they, he signed on for a whole year. I know. They like, were amazing when he went back. Like, they, they played but, so But, but I think also, like, just to Jeff's point earlier about the transition, Vieira got that team organised. And younger. Yeah. And younger. Replenished, and fit, yes. yeah. yeah, they were fitter, they were younger, they were organised, but they couldn't quite work it out in the final third. And then Roy Hodgson, like... Uncle Fun came in yeah. and went, we'll just do what you're doing, but maybe shoot a bit more. Yeah, and they did. Oh, and, and then You are spot on. And they just went, great. So I don't know if they're going to do well next year or not. Because Roy Hodgson, I don't think, could have done the job that Vieira did. Yeah. He got rid of so many players. Remember, remember they, 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 everyone left. Yeah. Like, at the end of the season, Roy Hodgson left. Everyone was out of contract. Yeah. The whole thing was fucked. He rebuilt that. Well, and the average age of their team was 33. Yeah, or it was the oldest like was, the Premier yeah. League's ever seen or whatever yeah. that, that statistic was in that season. And he Vieira rebuilt it, put it together, and you're right. It just doesn't have the the nous as a football manager that Roy Hodgson had. But Roy Hodgson didn't have the the energy or enthusiasm to start again. So it's like Roy Hodgson takes a fucking holiday while someone else does the hard bit for him, comes back and just tweaks again, right? Well, I think the the other thing for Palace that probably kept him up is um, it's not just wasn't just the Wilf Sahar show in well Eze and also Elise. Yeah. 
who I saw was playing for France, France and the under 21s, and yeah. has been amazing. Like he, mm. you know, so all of a sudden they do have some other creative players. And and Zaha's out of contract of now as well, isn't he? So. Whereas, yeah, and if he would have gone previously, you would have said they're screwed. Whereas now I kind of think, well, if they could get decent money for him, maybe do that. Um, I'm feeling like we should move towards well I've, I have prepared an end game by the way for our oh, wow. end of season oh, specials yes. but I, think, I can't even remember what uh, we used to do on the games no, well nor could I so I just made something up great okay. <laughs> but there's two teams I think we need to mention before we walk away and one I want to mention quickly and two I want to actually talk about properly one I want to mention quickly is Chelsea just a fucking basket case I have no idea what's <laughs> going to happen don't really care Kind of hate them. 12th they finished. They finished 12th. Whatever. And I felt sad for Graham Potter. The team I want to talk about for just a couple of minutes, because we live in Australia, is Spurs next season. Big Ange. Big Ange Postacoglu. I was on the phone to my dad last night and I said, oh, have you seen the, um, the Australian guy has gone to Spurs? And I was, he's like, yeah, what's his name? And I said, Ange Postacoglu. He's like, what? Ange Postacoglu. What? And I was like, just call him Big Ange. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm really excited he's at Spurs. And that's all I really want to how, say. How is he going to go with Daniel Levy, though? I had this conversation with someone the other day. Because like, the general consensus about Ange Postacoglu is that he doesn't take a lot of shit. He's a one-man yeah. machine. Um, right? yeah. And he likes to call the shots. Yeah. Whereas any manager that has tried to do that with Daniel Levy has not lasted long mm. because Levy doesn't like yeah. it there is no way he would have taken that job if he had not been assured that his methods would work wouldn't we have said the same about Conte no but it, it, you know it happened at, at Celtic he, he was able to do it his way at Celtic even though it was very unpopular in the beginning yeah. and, and so there's no way that he would have done it and I think Ange's stubbornness about the way he does things actually aligns quite well with the way that Daniel Levy does things which is coach well improve young players and get bargains in and then make the whole team better. Whereas Conte's and Mourinho's is like, buy that 45-year-old bloke who's really good 10 years ago and I'll get him in and he's experienced. Whereas, so I think Daniel Levy would align more with Ange Postacoglu's plan of how to do things. And they bought in Madison, which I think is a great signing. I have no idea what's going to happen with Kane. If I was him, I'd go to Bayern Munich straight away. Um, But I think they've got a fundamentally good squad They've got a few good young players that didn't get a game last year that Ange will make better. And I really want them to do well. Mm. Like I never want Spurs to do well. But now that Ange is there, I'm like, come on. I think so too. I, I think he's always been destined for great things, Ange. It's yeah. great. There was a, did you say there was another team too? No, Chelsea was the other team. I just didn't really want to mention oh, I thought them. They, no, you said there was one you didn't really want to talk about and then there were two that you did want to talk about. No, one and one. one. Oh, okay, yeah. one and one. Um, before we go on to the end game, um, there was a World Cup in the middle of the year. Does anyone want to say anything about the World Cup? No, nor do I. Uh, England <laughs> didn't win it, which yeah, was yeah, sad, I know. but <laughs> yes. we played really well yes. until we lost to France. And we did our predictions at the start of the year, even though we weren't doing the podcast. I think I'm just going to pull out a few highlights. I think me predicting Spurs to win the league <laughs> has gone down like a lead balloon. Conte did not achieve that. Um, Jeff did well with Arsenal second, Man City first, and player of the year, Odegaard, close, but Rog got it right with Haaland. Um, flop player Jeff said Lingard. I, I think that's pretty. Fair. That's pretty good. Yeah, he's been released after one season. Wow, yeah. and signed him for like quite a lot of money. 
Yeah, no, no, they've got oh, number three, but he's paid. Paid, paid right, yeah. Um, Rogers, he had like a good seven weeks. Yeah. And yeah. then, yeah. Jeff was right with the flop team, Leicester. Um, Roger got Haaland as top scorer. But all three of us got wild cards right. So wow. Okay. Yours was Conte to leave. So, which isn't that big of a wild but card. But this time last year, yeah. he was the buzz, wasn't yeah. he? Yours was, Rog, two players to score 30 plus goals, which is the first time it's ever happened. Yep. Kane and Haaland. And mine was Brighton to finish sixth. Jesus, why did I not put money on that? I don't even think it is the first time, but it might. I think it's happened once before. Maybe I have a feeling that there was a season when Alan Shearer and Andy Cole both scored thirty goals. That, 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 was, that wasn't a thirty-eight game season. Yes, that, that was, was in the forty-two game season. Um, it, just for those listening, we've done these predictions every year, the beginning of the year from now, eight years or something. Yeah, like that's. Brian finishing sixth is probably the biggest <laughs> result I've seen in eight years. And the fact that I just went sixth, that's exactly where they're going to come. I don't know how I've done that, but I also predict. And it's not like we've got to choose where every team finishes. That no. was just out of the blue. The, the Harlem one's funny because, I mean, you, I think you were both slightly sceptical about Harlem. I was, Harland, yeah. And I was... I've, I enjoyed watching this year. I've, I've never seen a player that wants to score goals. Mm. Rog, in predicting good player, has good season chocker. <laughs> Well, hey, we just said it's never happened before. Yeah, I would argue yeah, that's yeah. a wild card. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so end game for you two. Okay. So, this game, you get to answer one at a time each. Roger, you can go first. You get one life, so you can get it wrong once, and then you can come back in. You need to name... It's coming back to me now, what we used to yes, do with the game. Yeah. Yeah. You need to name the top 20 goal scorers in the Premier League this season. Just gone. So, anyone from the top 20. So, Rog, you can go first. Harland. Correct. Harry Kane. Correct. Saka. Correct. Uh, Rashford. Correct. Callum Wilson. Correct. Mo Salah. Correct. Uh, Jesus. Jesus is correct. Yes. Um, Ollie Watkins. Ollie Watkins is correct. Um, this beer is making me really belchy. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, Think, Rog. All the uh, Martinelli. Correct. Jeffer. Kevin De Bruyne. Bow bow. Oh, no, you're getting a life. You're getting a life, but you're one life out. Um, There's one, two, three left in the top ten. Uh, Wolf Zaha? No. Bow bow. Oh, God. Uh, Mitrovic? Correct. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Mitoma? No. Yeah, Jeff wins. Well, actually, you have to get this one right. No, Roger yeah. was first. So you need yeah. to get it right. Oh, fuck. Um, Come on, Jeff. Pressure. Um, um, 
shit cunt fuck <laughs> is the wrong who else, answer who else was scoring for Man United no one there's um, is the person hey who... hey um Isaac Alexander Isaac is cre- 20th oh. <laughs> so Jeff wins you missed out on Ivan Tony. Oh, oh yes. yes. At third. And Martinelli. No, I said... Oh, Martin. no, sorry. Martin Odegaard. Ah, uh, yeah, he's going to be my... Um, Harvey Barnes. Rodrigo. Miguel Almiron. Bobby Firmino. Phil Foden. Bobby Firmino? Yeah, he got 11. Do you remember he had that little spell wow. where he was like yeah. really good? Yeah, everyone's like, he's back. Phil Foden. Taiwo Awoni, the for Forest. Yes. Yeah. Eze for Crystal Palace. And Isaac. Very I actually, good. I, like those ones we missed, you know, some of those. Tony. I, I never, well, Tony, but I, other than that, like I never would have picked Bobby Eze would have been my next. Year. Eze would have been my next. Just to let you know, I would have beat you twice. No, I'd only got it next. <laughs> Ooh, um, did you? <laughs> well, that's the what, shed. What did, what did Matoma get, by the way? It's, well, he's not in my... Must have been 21st. My, my <laughs> list of top <laughs> 400. <laughs> Alexis McAllister was 21st. So. Oh, fuck. Um, that's the end of the shed. Has anyone got anything to say before we go? No, it's just great to be back in the shed. Thanks, That was good fun. I enjoyed that. Um, I would say all that things I used to say at the end, like... See you next week. See you next week, but we won't do that. We'll post it online. Email email still works. Email us. Footballshedpodcast at gmail.com. I hope everyone enjoys the random one-off edition of the Football Shed. If this just appears in your feed and you happen to listen to it and you've got this far, thanks for listening. And we don't have Facebook anymore. No. We just got an email. If you want to talk to us, email us. Yeah. Or just call me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.